Hey everyone, this is Dorenda, and I want to welcome you to this week's podcast. I'm so grateful that you decided to spend this time with me. I'm excited to be sharing with you today some things that I have learned over the years. You know, it's been 24 years since we embarked, our family embarked on this homeschooling journey. And since we had eight kids, I'm still homeschooling the last few, but there are three things that I have learned that I think every homeschool mom should know, regardless of where she is on this pilgrimage. Before I get started with that, I just want to introduce myself in case you are a new listener. I have been married to Daryl for almost 30 years. We have eight kids. They are ages 28 down to 14, five boys and three girls, not in that order. We have our sixth grandbaby due in June. And like I said before, we are 24 years into our homeschooling journey. Now, a lot of people would say, oh, that must make you a professional. And I just, I'm always telling moms, no. I am a mom just like you who still has to get up every morning and ask for wisdom and pray for grace and pray for mercy as I continue to finish out this homeschooling journey. I want to finish well. And there are challenges that come with every season, with every child that are unique to anything else we've faced before. So it's a constantly ongoing lesson in all kinds of different things. But today I'm going to be talking about three things that I've just gone back to over and over and over again that I think are worth mentioning and worth talking to and diving into a little bit. If you have not checked out my simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, I encourage you to go to Amazon and check it out. You know, it's one of those things where I never intended to write a book. It was my husband's suggestion. I thought he was kidding. I even laughed when he mentioned it. But eventually, uh, the words kind of sunk in and the idea sort of uh, made its way into my heart and the Lord led me to write this little book. And I am still, three years later, hearing from moms constantly who are telling me how encouraged they are. And that's not because I'm so great. It's because God is good and he is faithful and he is taking that book and he's using it. The reason that it's effective is because it resonates with a mom's heart. Anytime we read something and we realize this is how I feel in my heart, I just haven't been able to put words to it or haven't had anybody else say, yeah, I felt the same way. And so I share that in this book. And I also have sort of the advantage of being able to give you a hindsight of what it looked like uh, being further down the road with these ideas and different things that we implemented with our family. So if you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to go and check that out and follow me on Facebook, just Dorenda Wilson. Instagram is at Dorenda Lee Wilson. I'll put these in the podcast notes for you. I'd love for you to follow me there for just more ongoing encouragement. And I also have a blog. It's DorendaWilson.com. There's lots of posts there. There are my 
podcasts are posted there. You can listen directly from there. And now I am actually on Spotify, which is awesome because uh, I think that a lot of people use Spotify. I'm also still on iTunes. So if... um, you could just, if you're listening from there and you want to leave a review and let your friends know about it, I would greatly appreciate it. It's just under my name, Dorenda Wilson. So let's dive into the topic this morning. Well, actually, it's the afternoon and I don't know what time of the day you're listening. So <laughs> whatever time of day it is for you, I would love to dive into this topic on the three essential things that I have learned, the most important things that I've learned over these 24 years of homeschooling. The first thing is that our two biggest enemies are comparison and distraction. And I know this is not news to many of you, but speaking from being over two decades down the road, it is an ongoing battle. And it's one that I think we just need to realize is going to be an ongoing battle. And we need to recognize it. And it's it's constantly being watchful and mindful because we can be humming along really nicely in our homeschooling groove and then boom, out of the blue, comparison strikes like a night raid. I mean, like cue in night raid alarms going off, you know. Few things are honestly as debilitating as seeing another mom rock at something you stink at or worse, never even thought of doing, right? (laughs) You know, I've just be going along in my day thinking, okay, we've got this. And then I'll notice a mom is doing something that, like I said, never thought of doing. And all of a sudden I start to have, start having these feelings of inadequacy. But I can tell you this, comparisons are futile. And as much as we know that, it's still a temptation, but they never lead any place good. And worst of all, they suck the life out of something beautiful that God is already doing in your own family and in your own homeschooling. Because the truth is, your family is unique. It's not going to be exactly like any other family. So it makes sense that your homeschooling would look different and sometimes very different. And that is okay. We need to celebrate what God has led us to do with our kids and celebrate the the smallest victories as we walk this homeschooling journey out with our kids and stay intentional. This is so important because when we do, you know, finally find that sweet spot, the enemy wants nothing more than to rip it right out of our hands or simply prevent us from ever finding it in the first place. Moms, God has made us for our kids and our kids for us. We are uniquely made for each other, whether they're biological, foster kids, adopted kids. God is sovereign over these kids that he's placed in our care and we know them better and love them more than anyone could. And the truth is, if God is gonna talk to anyone about what's best for them, it will be us. It's not going to be our neighbor, our friends, our mother-in-law, our in-laws, our outlaws. It's not going to be those people. It's going to be us. God's going to speak to us. Now, He can use those other people, most definitely, but I really believe we need to really tune in to what God is telling us to do with our kids. 
And when he gives us a plan and it's even mostly working, we need to rejoice, be content, be thankful. We need to grab our kids' sweet little faces and smother them with kisses because this is a victory, guys. For many of our family's early homeschooling years, there was actually, I'm aging myself now, no internet, no cell phones, no social media. But I can tell you that both comparisons and distraction were still a temptation. But really, nothing compared to what moms deal with now. We have to be ruthless when it comes to both. You know, this this culture that we live in is definitely a challenge for moms. So if you find yourself struggling because you feel like you're inadequate or you're not doing enough or you're going to ruin your kids, I was sharing this with some moms the other day. We got together and I was doing a workshop and just sharing some encouragement with them. I talk to homeschool moms all the time, you guys, and it doesn't matter if they have a PhD or they didn't graduate from high school. They all tell me the same thing. They feel inadequate to teach their own children, and they feel like often they're not doing enough, and they feel like they're going to ruin their kids. Those are the three things that I hear the most. And can I just say, these are lies. These are lies directly from the enemy. And the interesting thing is that he's using the exact same lies across the board. And we have to ask ourselves, why? I believe it's because they work. But that doesn't change the fact that they're not true. Now, obviously, you know, when we we start this homeschooling journey, we have things to learn. Halfway through the journey, we still have things to learn. I'm 24 years into it. I still have things to learn. But the point is that God doesn't call the qualified. We don't come with all of our qualifications front-loaded. He, he qualifies the called. So if you are called to homeschooling, he's going to qualify you along the way. That doesn't mean that you have to know everything. It just means that, like I said before, No one knows your kids like you do, and God is going to speak to you first about your kids, and you are the best one to, if not teach the things that your kids need to know, you facilitate their learning, you outsource things, you find resources. I don't know about you, but when I feel like my kids need something, I will move heaven and earth to make that happen as the Lord leads. And God, most of all, God opens doors. It amazes me how many times he has opened doors when I haven't even asked before I ever thought that a need was coming up. He already met it. You guys, he loves our kids more than we do. And he loves us. He says in his word that he will gently lead those who are with young. So if you're feeling beat up today, that is not God. That is the enemy putting ill-fitting burdens on you that were not meant for you. Now, this doesn't mean that God isn't going to ask us to do hard things because sometimes he is, but there will be an underlying peace that will help us persevere and push through and overcome that obstacle. There's a difference, moms. And if you listen, take the time to slow down and listen, you'll know that difference. I know you will because God's put it inside of you. But when it comes to comparisons and distractions, we have got to be ruthless when it comes to both. 
Put that phone on silent. Commit yourself to engaging with those kids. Watch the wonder in their eyes as they ride on the merry-go-round. Chase frogs and watch the stars at night. Make hot chocolate and sit in their blanket forts with them. Read a book and ask lots of questions. Bake cookies together. Take a nap together. Work alongside of each other. Be in this moment. Mr. Rogers said the world needs a sense of worth and it will achieve it only by its people feeling that they are worthwhile. Our kids need to know that they matter, you guys, but not in a self-centered kind of way. Rather, in an I really can make a difference kind of way. Our kids need to understand that their ideas are important, that their ideas matter, that their imagination is something worth spending time in. It's worth listening to. We want our kids to know that they matter, like I said before, not in a self-centered kind of way, but in a I really can make a difference kind of way. The second, the second most essential thing that I have learned is that education does not, it often doesn't look like what most people think it does. If I've learned nothing else over the years, that has been a huge, huge lesson. You know, every time I tell someone that I homeschool, I can almost see what they're envisioning and I want to yell, it's not that. But there's a good chance I might regret having to explain myself because they wouldn't understand how uh, the way that we've homeschooled has worked so well. But these are the things uh, I want to just share with you, some things that can really trip us up when it comes to education that in the big scheme of things end up being no big deal. Okay, so I want you to listen up because this is 24 years into this journey. It doesn't matter if you finish the curriculum by the end of the year. I can't tell you how many times we did not finish the curriculum for that year and we just moved on the next year to the next thing. Or I let them finish it up the next fall. The truth is things like math are very, they overlap a lot. And I don't think people realize this. Um, A teacher showed this to me one time, that the bulk of what a child goes over in a school year is a review from the year before, and then they add a few new concepts to it. So it's really interesting because math, like I said, math overlaps a lot. And that seems to be the thing that a lot of homeschool moms freak out about. But the truth is, like I said, it overlaps a lot. And there's a a lot of review and a lot of revisiting the same concepts from year to year and then adding something new. So there's that. The other thing is that it doesn't matter if our kids are reading by age five or six or seven or eight, here's a little hint for you. Each child has a different timetable for learning, but typically they all get where they need to be eventually. And stressing about it does not speed up the process. In fact, it can be detrimental. Our kids feel our stress and we want them to love learning. And so as much as possible, 
We try to make that environment, create an environment in our home where learning is fun, enjoyable, and obviously there's going to be times when our kids need to put persevere and push through. But I think that often we feel the need to push more than we should. So again, it's one of those things where moms, we have to hone in on what God is telling us to do. The problem is we can get to this crossroad of trying to decide this and all of a sudden uh, the comparisons come in, the distractions come in, and we get completely derailed from hearing from what God has for our kids for that particular time. So I just want to encourage you again to slow down and listen to the Lord's voice and do what He is calling you to do with your kids. You don't need to feel bad about it. God is good. And you know, the cool thing is that a lot of times those kids who were learned to read later, at least this is my experience, they caught up very, very quickly because kids are amazing that way. Once the light goes on and it's like a, a switch flips and they can they can take in so much more, so much more quickly, and they, look, and they understand the concept so much more deeply than we would have ever imagined. I, I always liken it to digging post holes in the winter in Alaska. You know, you can chink away every day at the ice if you want to. You know, that's completely up to you. It's your choice. Or you can wait for the spring thaw and have it done in one day. You know, it's just when are they ready? They have their own timetable. And as moms, we can tune into that and follow their lead. Another thing that I have learned when it comes to education is overloading our kids with information does not make them smarter. It overwhelms them and eventually teaches them to hate learning. This is where we have to understand moms. We need to be empathetic with our kids. We need to understand that it's that feeling of overwhelm. We're familiar with that as moms, right? We know what that feels like. Half our brain shuts down. We feel somewhat paralyzed in a lot of ways. We become out of touch with our emotions. Our kids feel all of those things when we are bombarding them with more than they are ready for. Honestly, simplicity in schoolwork, at least for our family, has been the best route we could have ever taken. Because what happens is it leaves room for questions. It leaves room for our kids to use their imagination and to engage in a way that works for them. And this is the beauty of homeschooling. Our kids can learn how they learn in a very safe environment through a very natural process if we will allow them the time and space to do that. The other thing I've learned about education, character really is more important than curriculum. Now, I heard this so many times along the way, and I'm thankful for the reminders, but it was a little hard at the time to wrap my head around it because there's this practical side of me that was just like, yes, but they still have to know how to do math. They still have to know how to write. They still have to know how to read and this, that, and the other thing. But honestly, now that most of our kids are adults, I completely and wholeheartedly agree with this statement. It is our kids' character that has, made, that has actually made the biggest difference 
far more often than their knowledge or skill. But their character also helped them acquire the knowledge and skills that they needed. Isn't that interesting? I, I find it very fascinating because a lot of moms will share with me, you know, um, he's resistant to me in this, when it comes to schoolwork and I don't know what to do. And my first question is always, is he resistant to you in other areas like chores, following through on what you tell him to do, you know, not picking on his siblings? Um, do you see that resistance in other areas? If you see that resistance in other areas, you have a character issue to deal with. And my... My best advice that I can give you is to deal with the character issues in a different area. Instead of trying to deal with the character issues through curriculum and through forcing schoolwork and through forcing uh, certain subjects, deal with those character issues using chores, using work, using real life scenarios. Because the problem with using schoolwork to build correct to build character now I'm not saying it can't happen but you take a lot bigger risk of having them learn to hate learning they will associate punishment they will associate consequences with learning and we want them to love learning so we want to keep that as positive as possible this is another reason and i'm not faulting any moms who do this because you need to do what the lord is leading you to do i felt really strongly about not using writing out scriptures as a form of consequence or punishment for our kids when they were misbehaving or there were character issues that needed to be dealt with because i did not want them to see the scriptures as sort of a hammer beating them over the head. That's already tempting enough as human beings in our own flesh and just the way that uh, we deal with sin and our sin nature and all of that. We, we tend to see the scriptures and God that way pretty easily. And that's what the enemy wants. And so that is why I personally opted not to do that with our kids. But anyway, taking care of the character in other areas other than doing the schoolwork. Now, if you're dealing with just resistance to schoolwork, then maybe what you're doing isn't working. Maybe something needs to be tweaked. It could be an easy fix. Sit down with your child in a comfortable, non-threatening conversation when you're both relaxed and just have a friendly talk about what it is they're struggling with. What do they like about their schoolwork? What, what do they not like? What do they feel like is working for them? And then ask them, what could we do to fix this? Do you have any ideas of something we could do different? And you know, at that point, when you invite them into that conversation, all of a sudden, the light goes on and our kids begin to own their schoolwork, which is something we really, really want to be encouraging all along the way. So another thing that I've learned when it comes to education, if you think your kids are only learning when the books are open, you couldn't possibly be more wrong. We put education in a box when the reality is that learning is fluid. Kids are curious by nature and have an instinct to learn. Our job is just not to burn them out by insisting that they always conform to our quote-unquote adult version of education. Learning can be hard work, but mostly it should be fun and enjoyable and wetting their appetites for more. 
Another thing I've learned is that the simple basics, the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic, or I guess you could say language arts, math, and writing, those things ultimately serve a higher purpose. Those are the things, as a mom said the other day, she, she said this so well, and I say the same thing, those are non-negotiable every day. But everything else, at least in our family, was up for grabs until high school. And that seemed to be such a good fit for our kids. And you know what was really interesting is our kids learned so much about science and history just following their interests through those elementary years. And, and again, that may not be for everybody, but it worked really well for our family and our kids are lifelong learners. But the simple basics ultimately serve a higher purpose to help our kids learn what they want and need to learn to do what they were made to do. Does that make sense? <laughs> Let me read that again. Basically, the three R's are to help our kids learn what they want and need to learn to do what they were made to do. So we want them to know how to read and write and do basic math so they can do what they were made to do and they can learn what they need to learn to do what they were made to do. But not everyone needs to learn to diagram a sentence. Our kids' educational experience can be vast and varied and they will still be fine. Are you hearing me, moms? Your homeschooling could look vastly different than most of your friends' homeschooling, and your kids can still be just fine. Another thing I've learned, the need for our kids not to be overcommitted or overscheduled cannot be overstated. Kids need to be kids. It is what prepares them for real life and higher learning. I think our culture has absolutely undermined children's childhoods, taken away their freedom to be a kid. Now, obviously, we want them to be slowly learning responsibility, but this idea that they never have time to just explore and learn on their own, just to follow their interests. Even in high school, our kids had margin in the afternoons to pursue their interests. And every single one of those kids' interests played into or helped something that they did down the road. So never underestimate the value of margin and the value of giving your kids a childhood. We had several of our kids over for dinner after church on Sunday, and they spent, there. I think there were five of them here, most of them are adults now. They stood around the computer looking at our oldest daughter's Facebook page. She's, as is typical for an oldest child, has everything organized and she's been on there longer than anyone. So they were looking back at all these videos and pictures, just reminding them of the different things that they did as kids and I'm telling you, they were laughing so hard. Tears were running down their faces. And the bond that they all have from living those years together and having that margin of being with each other and having those sibling relationships nurtured, 
I'm telling you, it, it has given them such a great foundation and such a great bond. You know, long after my husband and I are gone, these kids will have each other. And I just, I love everything about that. Just sitting there listening to them was just such a joy to me. The other thing I've learned about education is kids are often smarter than we are. We get caught up in checking off the infamous list while our kids are drawn to the things that they really want to learn about. When that happens, real learning is alive and well, and we simply need to get out of the way. Another thing about education, although our kids attending college can be an earmark of success, and I love hearing those stories, it does not define the success of our homeschool career. What defines success is actually pretty broad and diverse. It's much more broad and diverse than I think most of us can imagine. I can also tell you that hardworking problem solvers with people skills are a dying breed and in huge demand in the job market. We've had the opportunity to talk to our kids' employers, potential employers, other business owners that we know, and I'm telling you, they're telling us if a young person has good work ethic and they're a problem solver and they've got people skills, we will take them and we will teach them whatever they need to know to do the job that we want them to do. So don't get so hung up on college prep. If you feel led to do it and you know your child is headed that direction, you absolutely should do it. We, had, we have a son who went to college five years and has a, a two degrees or two, excuse me, one major, two minors, and, and he's doing great. But he knew that's what he wanted to do. So I just want to assure you that if you're feeling this pressure and it feels like an ill-fitting burden, I urge you to let it go. And I urge you to really lay it at the feet of Jesus and leave it there with him. And if it's something he wants you to do, he will hand it back to you. But you are free to let go of that and trust him for direction. Follow his lead Another thing I've learned about education is that your inadequacies, our inadequacies, guys, as moms, are not that big of a deal. You heard me right. We moms tend to focus on what we can't do instead of all that we do have to offer our kids. I stink at math but I'm pretty good at encouraging my kids. And like you, I would certainly move heaven and earth to make sure that they have whatever they need to keep moving forward in their education as the Lord leads. Women, women are strong. They're resourceful. And we can be a force to be reckoned with. So don't ever believe the lie that you are not enough because as believing moms, Listen carefully. We have the God of the universe and the one who created our children and who created us and put us together intentionally who promises to give us wisdom. 
And he said he would never leave us nor forsake us. I'm always quoting James 1, but I'm going to quote it again because I have fallen back on that passage over and over and over again. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. I am my most unstable when I go to God, ask for wisdom, and then run over to Google. God can use Google in our lives, absolutely. But where are we putting our focus? Where are we putting our trust? Where are we putting our hope? Are we saying, God, I believe you. When you said you would give generously and you're not going to withhold and find fault in me and say, oh, sorry, I I just decided I'm only going to give you half a measure of wisdom. No, that scripture says he will give generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. Guys, God longs to give us wisdom. He wants to give us wisdom. We need to ask for it and we need to believe that he's going to give it to us and keep our eyes open for that wisdom that he is going to give us. So covered the first thing that I learned. Our two biggest enemies are comparison and distraction. Second thing, education often doesn't look like what most people think it does. And finally, you have to be tough, moms. People are mean. They say things to homeschoolers they would never say to the parents or kids in traditional school. Sometimes it feels like we are walking around with a target on our backs for rude, cutting, heartless comments and questions. The worst part is that it often happens in front of our kids. So we have to make a choice. We can show our kids that we're not really sure about our decision to homeschool or that what other people think determines our steps instead of the Lord, or we can respond with as much grace and humor as we can while holding a firm and positive position on our decision. The longer we homeschool, the easier this becomes because we begin to see the undeniable fruit in our kids that makes other people's opinions matter less and less. You start to really grow a thick skin as a homeschooling mom. And I encourage you to just go ahead and let that happen. But again, answering with as much grace and humor while holding a firm and positive position on our decision. I have a podcast that I did uh, several weeks ago called Dealing with Outside Pressures. If this is something you're dealing with, I would love for you to go back and listen to that. I think it'll be a great encouragement to you. And when it comes to education looking so different, I would also encourage you to listen to Redefining Education. That is another podcast that I did a while back. And that was a really fun podcast. And you'll get a kick out of it. I had a guest on there that was just a a real hoot. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. But moms, here's the deal. Homeschooling is not for the faint-hearted. Becoming more confident is a process. It begins by learning to embrace the fact that each of our journeys are unique 
and remembering that homeschooling isn't about doing everything right. It's about enjoying your kids while raising lifelong learners through the freedom that homeschooling offers. God has freedom for you in this homeschooling journey. Enjoy that freedom. Find that freedom and enjoy it and don't let anybody take it away from you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the gifts you've given us in our children, for the privilege we have to homeschool them. Yes, it's hard work. We've made that decision. We didn't make that decision lightly. We didn't just decide one morning willy-nilly out of the blue, oh, let's go ahead and homeschool. What the heck? No, we put a lot of prayer and thought into that decision, Lord. And because of that, we care very, very deeply about our children. In fact, that's the reason we made that decision. And so we have this deep level of care as moms. And with that comes the temptation to feel inadequate, to feel that we're not doing enough. And then we just add to our checklist and put more pressure on and push our kids, Lord, when what you have for us is freedom. You want us to have margin in our days. You want us to enjoy our children and enjoy this process, Lord. Like I said before, there is hard work. There are hard decisions to be made. There is perseverance that needs to happen. But overall, God, I believe you have peace for us and joy for us in this journey. And so, Lord, I pray for every mom who's listening right now, God, that you would inspire her, that you would grow her confidence, Lord, that you would give her a vision for what you have for her family. Help her to tune into this instinct that you've given her for her children, Lord, to tune into that heart that she has for her kids, Lord, those things that she longs to do with them when it comes to homeschooling and never makes it to those things because the checklist never seems to get done. God, I ask that you would set us free to homeschool our kids in a way that works for our families. Lord, bless these moms. Thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen.